so this week we have Rhino and me. That's it. Um, so we're going to keep it short and sweet. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Thick Boy Callus. Um, do you want to get us started with it, Rhino? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the odd thing about Callus is, like we were talking about before the show started briefly, is he's he seems to be our friend but also an enemy. Mm. is the most enigmatic part about him or feature Mm. about that character. I don't know if that necessarily means that we're being, uh, you know, set up in a way, but Mm. it is, it is different as far as the other enemy combatants that we've faced so far. I feel like he's, he's a really interesting character because like, you know, we get the drifter introduced, so like, like to go all the way as far back as we can, where we like truly got characters introduced to the story. Like the first one was it was Eris, right? And yeah. the Dark Below, and it's like here comes this hunter warlock. No one was really sure. She's a hunter, um, and she's kind of telling the story about the hive and everything. And we're just like, all right, cool. But like there was always that feeling of ulterior motives to it to the extent that in the taken King, when she was saying it's done, my queen, uh, the guardian did it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's like, Oh my God, Eris is evil. Eris is working for the hive. And like, everyone was like, so sure that Eris was like playing us that whole time. And, um, you know, we move on. Right. So there was always, there was always in the back of our mind that is she really allied with us or is she working Mm -hmm. towards some nefarious goal? Mm-hmm. And they didn't really let her into the tower at first, too. Remember, she used to hang out just yeah. on the side of the wall with her ship floating forever. They're like, you creep us out. Stay outside. <laughs> and she was just a story before we even learned anything um, mm-hmm. in, de- in great detail. And so mm-hmm. until she arrived at the tower, we started learning what is uh, this story about the people that went in the Hellmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we didn't really have a full scope uh, view of what the hive were. We just kind of assumed that they were somewhat, you know, face zombies of some sort. Mm. I remember reading super old theories that the hive were what the fallen became. And then the hive became advanced and they became the Vex and the cabal just were there. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. Someone was trying really hard to make that that theory work. That's a that's such a great uh, window into how much things have changed over the years. I mean, mm. when we first started Destiny, we had literally zero <laughs> information about what was going on, and now we have just it seems like a flood of lore uh, mm. with each with each update. It's more and more. So I, I really I really applaud that. It's great, but sometimes it is overwhelming, and it doesn't necessarily make it that e- that much easier because they just bring up more questions, but. I am grateful for it. It feels kind of appropriate because it's like, you know, when we're just starting out, it's like I literally know nothing. And now it's like we are veterans. We know exactly what we're fighting. <laughs> right. Right. But um, and, and it, it's just enough meat on the bone to make us question everything we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Still enough to make us not sure. Yeah. But as far as Callus goes, though, I mean, the the I think the the um, Cabal are probably still one of the most uh, and then, and I can't. I can't even say the word this morning. Excuse me, everyone. They're just a huge enigma. Um, we don't know a lot about their race. I mean, we do know uh, the story about 
the, the cabal, um, we know about how scions are basically, uh, you know, enslaved into yeah. doing the cabal army's business. But as far as the cabal altogether, we, we still haven't explored um, what their origin story is. I mean, well, you know, with the, with the, with the exception of a few little stories that mm-hmm. we got. Yeah, it's only a piece of, of their history, and it, it definitely feels like we are missing a large chunk of their history. Yeah, a big boy <clears throat> chunk. Um, but, like, as I was saying, we kind of got Eris, and she she always, no one really ever felt okay with Eris. And then we got Varix, and people loved Varix. People were like, oh my god, Varix, he's so cool. But still kind of like people were a little uneasy about him. People were like, oh, he's trying to become the Kellikels. He's going to betray us. He's going to do this. And I guess ultimately I was always one. I was like, no, he's on our side. He will never become the Kell of Kells. That's not his game. Yeah. I mean, I guess ultimately I was wrong. Cause like, that's, that's what he ended <laughs> up doing. But like yeah. he explicitly said he was not going for Kell of Kells. So like, you know, screw you guys. Well, I was with you. I was with <laughs> you. And I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I think a lot of us were. We, mm. we kind of believed that, you know. We, we thought, well, if he's allied and he's trusted enough by the queen and lives in the wreath mm-hmm. or is able to be in the wreath, then that obviously means he's trustworthy enough for yeah. us to, to believe what he's saying. Um, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's necessarily doing all of this on his own, or if maybe there's some manipulation behind the scenes that we haven't uncovered yet, but that'd be scary uh, to, to, th- yep. to think that Varix is actually being manipulated and to be doing his, um, house of judgment thing. Yeah. Which was one of the, which was one of the, the recent theories that came out maybe, I don't know, four or five months ago, mm. uh, where they thought that maybe Varix is, uh, being led by some of, some of the, uh, re-allied houses of the fallen. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's interesting to explore that, but, um, man, it just, we don't have any information to support it. All we know is the recent storylines that we've had crazy servitor at the end of those strike, you know, that strike and, and, um, yeah, the war, I mean, that's, yeah. And there's not a whole lot to go off other than, you know, the little things in lore that are just very ambiguous. But so with every character, uh, every every NPC type character that we get introduced to the game, everyone's kind of a little uneasy about them. But when it comes to Callus, I mean, people are still uneasy about him, but he's really the first person that I feel is just being straightforward with us. He's like, you know, I kind of came here to destroy your planets, but I like you. You know, he's, he's, he's just being honest about it. He's not like, oh, I was just strolling through and look at you guys. I didn't know there were yeah. humans here. I'm sorry. He's just like, no, I was coming to kill you all. But you proved you proved yourself to me, so now I love you. And he he's the like what is up with that though? Like we got Callus yeah. saying that he loves us. We got Shax offering his hand in marriage. Like we're about to get relationships <laughs> and destiny. Like that's gonna be some crazy shit. Yeah, Callus's love is really strange though. I mean, he mm-hmm. he 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 has like this great love for our uh, what we. What we are, not necessarily who we are, but what mm. we are. Um, what he sees, I'm not sure that he really sees us as anything other than something that he wants mm. to be. Um, in in certain in certain regards, like he wants he wants what we have what we have attained. You know, mm-hmm. so he loves us in that regard. It's almost like he thinks of himself as this great god that is allowing himself to spread his love upon his. 
uh, would-be followers if he can convert us <laughs> but <laughs> his will you know that is weird because because i agree with you he loves us for what we are but at the same time he's always like oh your light is so weak like i've seen true power come talk to me if you want true power but your light is pathetic but also like you're amazing yeah i can't help but wonder if he just sees us as uh this potential you know it's just as he sees us as a, a potential entity that he he greatly wants to, you know, I mean, he obviously wants to mold us mm. into what his idea of true power would be. He sees us squandering our abilities in his yeah. eyes. I'm imagining. That's how I imagine his, his, uh, the way he looks at us. Yeah. Like, I guess, I guess, um, like the fulminator and, um, what was it? Janus, Jarus, um, the, yeah. uh, Sindhu, like all the, all the original shadows of Callus were like not, that great they were just the most skilled so he's kind of just picking the best and even if they yeah. aren't the best in the universe they're the best of their own yeah so. so so if the listeners are out there wondering what are the shadows they're basically yeah um well you could explain it real quick i'm sure oh i mean no you got it you got it i was just saying like okay, yeah, well, yeah good idea good idea explain that just a just a quick just a quick way of putting it out there um basically callus has been running around the universe and he's grabbed onto um the strongest and best of each race that he's encountered and basically wipe the slate clean of everybody that they mm-hmm. uh you know it, it'd be like him coming to our our solar system killing everything but saving you because all he wants is you for his army and he's kind of done that everywhere he's gone mm. so he's he's explored all these places and he's encountered all these races and he has turned them into his shadows and uh Along the way, you know, there, we we uh, we learned some pretty cool things and stories behind those guys. But um, so that that raises the question that we all kind of have, and especially when we're we're fighting him in the raid. If he wants to test our strength and and you know have us grow fat from it or whatever, mm-hmm. it are we <laughs> are we his are we just another stepping stone in his master plan, or are we? You know, there's a few questions. So mm-hmm. I would say one. Are we just a stepping stone in his master plan? Two, are we, is he trying to rebuild uh, another group of shadows and we're just, you know, one of them? Mm-hmm. Or three, is this all a big hoax? <laughs> well, see, that's what I mean. I don't think it is a hoax. Like, I think he's the most honest frenemy we have. Like, he's, frenemy, that's he, a good one. Yeah. He's very straightforward with it. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying he's not sneaking around sometimes, but he's very like upfront about what he's here for and what he's doing. Like, he's like, yeah, your light is weak. Come talk to me if you want better. And then like an eater of worlds, it was bugged, but it was supposed to be, if you'd done Leviathan and then you went to do eater of worlds, um, he's supposed to say different things and it was bugged and it only said, I've never seen this guardian, but let's see what he can do. And it's, it's kind of like, so he's, he's been entrusting us with helping him. And it's just kind of like, um, I kind of lost where I was going with that. No, no, no. I get it though. Yeah. He's an, he kind of wants to, um, I guess he wants as, as we progress in his battles and we prove ourselves, he's yeah. gaining confidence that we are in yeah. fact on his side. Like we, every time we go in there and we meet his challenges, he does feel a little bit more comfortable with us. Yeah. Cause you it, know, a lot of people don't even realize there were two sets of armor still, uh, when we first started that had mean? different flavor text. We had the regular raid armor and then we had the, uh, 
you know, the fancier raid armor, mm-hmm. which had a, a different set of flavor text. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those things changed over time. Yeah, like his his love was not an immediate thing. His love, I think he was saying that he loved us after the uh, Val Kaur one, the uh, Spire of Stars boss, the third, the third raid within the Leviathan, the second raid layer. Um, but that's, that's what I mean, though. Like it, it really feels like he he let us sink or swim, and we swam. And he's impressed with us, and he's on board with us, and he wants us. And so the the question then becomes, what does he want us for? Because like Dancing Viru points out, he doesn't believe anyone can prevent the end, so he's just letting us enjoy his company until the end is here. But if that was right. true, why is he building like the best warriors? Like it almost feels like he is trying he, to fight it. Yeah, and it's strange because um, one of the, and one of the reasons why I made this sword and why I love it so much is uh, you know Traitor's Fate. Like for instance, the little snippet of lore we got where he kind of talks about, um, or it's alluded to that he's talking about um, a big boy Gaul uh-huh. and. And uh, what happened with the story that they had there. When we first started Destiny 2, we learned about the Red War and the Cabal were invading Earth. And uh, they, you know, locked up the Traveler mm-hmm. and and he wanted the light for himself. But out there in the in the distance, Callus was following him. But he was ultimately betrayed by Gaul, I guess, if you want to say that. And mm-hmm. yeah. one of his little, like, little notes to him was found in... in uh, Traitor's fate when he talks about know that I am Callus, the last and greatest emperor of the Cabal. Know that the Ghost Primus was false, mm-hmm. and that your place in my court was secured when he met his traitor's fate, basically. And he says, "Finally, my champion, little else stands between us." And at the end, he says, "Together we shall rebuild an empire." Mm-hmm. So he's very much talking to you in this, in this, and he wants you to know. Like in the middle, he says, look to the heavens and you will see me with my arms spread wide. Fly to me and I will bathe you in gold. Share the fruits of my gardens and watch you grow dizzy on that, libation. That's um, that's his statue, though, isn't it? Like the big statue, he's, he's got his, yeah. his arms out. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's so nice he's very statue. much giving you like a hint into what to do when you mm-hmm. get there. And it was, it was kind of striking to know that there was this entity that very much views himself as a god and he almost speaks to you as if uh, not like i mean he speaks to you as if he would be um a preacher at a pulpit talking about a god but instead he is the god talking to you about himself as the god (laughs) yeah no he very much talks like he's a god and he like i think that was one of the things that he mentioned when gaul overthrew him gaul couldn't just kill him and be like i'm emperor now because he was so beloved so he had to put him on the leviathan and it I, i'm assuming it kind of came off as a, almost like a religious tactic where it's like god has to go sail look at that there he goes now i'm the governor yeah. or the um <laughs> the um i'm the captain now god damn it what's it what's it called the g the gug uh Emperor, that doesn't start with a G. No, I'm having a rough morning. <laughs> it's all right, dude. It's on the tip of your tongue. I can feel it. Yeah. Well, I said it, it was Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> the um, Great Emperor. Yeah, the Great Emperor. There you go. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to say. I'm totally on top of everything. Um. See. <laughs> but so then. 
uh, uh Vera mentions again that he wanted to be the the um the last one standing so maybe his army is just kind of like he doesn't care that he's gonna die he just wants to be the very last one to die so he'll have an army in place to protect him and, and right. so on that, that's a, that's yeah, an interesting point and that would be an that yeah that would be another strange thing too if he is ultimately just wanting to build an empire so that he can be the last entity to witness the very great uh final front frontier against the darkness or whatever he thinks is out there or Mm -hmm. you know whatever he he's going to witness it's like he very much wants to it's like he wants to see the end before everything is done you know and he wants to witness it and visually see it for himself because i guess to him that's the greatest reward is being able to outlast and outplay and outsurvive every other living thing in the universe and as long as he can uh as long as he can do that, he'll he'll bring along anybody who help him succeed in that regard. I guess if you look at it that way, you know. So then, it's almost like, uh, so then, Callus mentions how he went out into space. He went to the edge of the universe and he found like a true power. And everyone immediately tried to just like tag on. He found the darkness and he saw the darkness and he he's got darkness powers and that's what his little shadow realm thing is that's a power of the darkness but that's actually a psionic projection realm that has nothing to do with the darkness that has to do with the scions and Mm -hmm. so he also mentions how his power is above both the light and the dark so it kind of it's like whatever he did find it was neither light nor dark and it was something that he's considering greater than light and dark um we and lately we've been getting a lot of a second collapse is coming. The darkness is coming back, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, if the second collapse is coming, is that what Callus is saying is coming? Like the darkness? Cause he just said that his power is greater than the darkness. So his power should be able to defeat the darkness. So then, or at least somewhat survive it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if he thinks that, if he thinks that he has, um, if he's, a, if he has learned the vulnerability or, or the way to, overcome you know the great you know it's funny (laughs) you just brought it up but it's funny we get a lot of lore items uh that kind of support this this idea that a a new um a new darkness is going to wash over us and another uh, great um you know event is going to happen eventually and that and that callus is kind of saying uh yeah but i can i can last I can figure it out. You know, I've got something in my back pocket that'll keep us from, mm-hmm. or keep me from dying in any way. Um, like, for instance, even when the Drifter talks about it a little bit, uh, yeah. it's like as if he knows uh, some stuff is going out there. Or like, for instance, the Diluvian Sparrow, um, which very much is uh, just a kind of a call to uh, a great flood. Like, for instance, um, imagine a great flood washing over the earth mm-hmm. and wiping the slate clean. And then out of that, little things pop up and emerge again, and now you're pure. You know, it's like this idea that the darkness somehow washes away everything, mm-hmm. and then here comes back the light in its purest form to start over mm. every time. Well, so I don't know. The, the drifter specifically is running from a second collapse, and he's he's building his little bunker in the nine realms to survive it. But if like that's kind of my issue, though, so. Let's let's like lock in a second collapse led by the darkness is coming, but Callus okay. says he's above the darkness, 
So he shouldn't be worried about the second collapse, which means something greater than the second collapse is coming. Uh So, I mean, I guess if I had to like just throw a random, like a random theory just based off of this, I would say like, we're going to, we're going to either stop or mostly stop the second collapse. We're going to fight it and we're going to mostly beat it back. We're going to be prepared for it. But what Callus is talking about is not the pyramids. It's not the second collapse. He's talking about something greater than that. And that's where right. destiny is going to go. They're going to kind of wrap up its initial, the darkness is chasing the traveler story to the greater, the universe eater, like not just the, the darkness, but the big, the big bad is actually going to come. Yeah. And that was always kind of one of those things in the back of uh, a lot of people's minds is whether or not it, if, <laughs> you know, cause you can have a couple uh, uh outcomes at the end of everything so mm-hmm. you could have either they hit the reset button <laughs> and uh, we'd start over or you know you can pull some timey-wimey uh shenanigans mm-hmm. and then we just go back to square one or you know ultimately you ascend to the next plane of existence which would be wherever callus really is you know as far as what, yeah. what he's trying to talk about where the hell is he and also oh, no. <laughs> uh, it's gross his the robots that we defeat because like i guess it's like canonical that we destroyed the robot and that when we destroy the um when we de- when we defeat argos because there's only one argos but when we defeat argos and we go into the treasure room we see less of the robots so it's like guardians are going there and destroying his robots uh-huh. yeah each, each of those robots and there's i'll just like lowball and answer there's like 50 robots each of those robots are huge first of all and yep. they are draped in his literal skin He's just yeah, got skin. Just, to, oh. Here you go. Like he yeah. is, he might actually be a god. Yeah, I mean, he could very much be a just a huge. We don't even know what yet. Yeah. Or, or he's just, you know, creating skin. <laughs> I mean, he's he's giving he's giving his followers his flesh. Like that sounds like a god thing that I've heard before. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> again with the with the religious overtones yeah. you know or the uh, it's just like here's my body <laughs> yeah. you're you're literally f- like shooting you that's that's gross though right because right. like it then really you is. shoot it off him and it's like burning and shit it's like <laughs> that is that is disgusting you know that's funny okay so if he's got these if he's got these robots and mm-hmm. he's draping them in skin and we know that because when you defeat him, the skin is off and you can see the frame underneath. Mm-hmm. Why does it look so similar to the frames that we already know and encounter in the game, like in our tower? I mean, I if you look at that, uh, I yeah. kind of do. I can I mean, see the models just, I mean, the tubular arms, the square heads, the under parts, they just look so much like I don't think the frames we already head. know of. Well, he's got the little, you know, the eyes and the mouth are independent of themselves, and they look like they're held on armatures. So when his skin blows off, if you look past the little eyes and the ar- mouth, there's a frame underneath. Hmm. Okay, so is that official artwork? I'm not sure if this is official artwork or not. Hmm. I'm so, just going off of, like, the raid, like, the actual in-game stuff mechanically yeah. if you so look like, at it. So, like, to... to kind of describe it 
His his chest has like a big like rectangular cavity, and his arms have rings with like beams going down them. I'm just gonna, um, yeah, throw that in chat or something. Yeah, uh, new tab. I'm just gonna put this right here for the the viewers, so you can see here he's got this this um thing going on. Oh shit! <laughs> it's always something. It's never easy. He's got this this like little cage here. He's got the the rings for his arms, his face. With I wonder if those are his actual teeth, too. Is he is he like a shark? Is he is he just like ripping teeth out and just putting <laughs> them like, on this machine for each one? Is that gross? Oh, yeah, that is gross. Well, you got to think like whatever it is that's building the robots and draping his skin on his robot. I mean, it's not like. He's individually sitting there somewhere stitching up skin. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's Leviathan. I'd imagine kind of someone else's. Yeah, something is. Or you know, maybe, maybe mechanically there's um, some sort of architecture or in the Leviathan that can build these things. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Ultimately, though, I just don't see anything that is reminiscent of a frame in, in, in his exoskeleton. Here. Well, I've got a picture somewhere I can throw it at you, but yeah, yeah. it's just weird. It's just weird. It to me, I guess that would just be me, but to me, it looks so much like underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. You can see, you can almost make out what would be like a really big fat frame. But at, at some point, when you're just trying to make bipedal humanoid, uh, yeah, I guess they got to kind of know, follow some sort of. It's Standard na- architecture. It's, it's a natural thing to occur, similarity-wise. Like, if you look at, like, a dog skeleton and an other uh, quadruped, they're probably kind of similar, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, they got the spine going like this and the legs going like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing, ultimately. Yeah. <sighs> Which makes you wonder. So, okay, if Callus is out there somewhere... <clears throat> What is running the Leviathan? Is it just its own little kind of engine that just keeps propelling itself forward on autopilot? Well, I mean, that's the thing. He's supposed to be, like, stuck. I mean, I don't know why he couldn't just leave the Leviathan at any point, but he's supposed to be on the Leviathan. Yeah. Maybe he is the Leviathan. Maybe he is. Oh, man, maybe he is the Leviathan. Like like Oryx is the Dreadnought? (laughs) Well, Oryx wasn't the Dreadnought. Or that Dreadnought was of Oryx turned inside out, but not. Oh, it's his throne world <laughs> turned inside yeah. out. Okay. That's, yeah. that's different, though. But, like, man, that'd be crazy if the Leviathan was actually callous. That'd be oh, stupid. I don't like that. That would be stupid. <laughs> it's uh, going to be it. It's, it's probably going to be something like that. would <laughs> be so dumb. Because, <laughs> like, he's, he's literally grinding up planets and drinking them as wine. Or his robots are drinking them as wine. Like, that's what the Leviathan is already doing. It's eating the planets. It's consuming the yeah. planets. It's so strange because oh, there's man, so many there's it. so many Bungie games already um, that kind of depend on the idea of rampancy and robots and... Mm. And ideas of, uh, you know, AI has gone crazy, basically. And, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of have another little peg out there that could potentially be a story of just at the end, at the base level of everything, it's just machinery. Mm. <laughs> That'd be too much. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, the Vex are already just 
already just so much machinery, you mm-hmm. know, just soulless, I don't care machinery. I don't know. The black goo is kind of interesting too, that that's what everything eats, thrives yeah. on, is made of. As far as the whole cabal race goes, you know, Callus aside, you know, Callus being the emperor and mm-hmm. leading the cabal, um, the cabal themselves, which were described as morphs, and their their life force is that black oily goo. I thought so that what, was, you know, was that called their life force? Well, I mean, I guess not their life force, but I heard it was like um, like a pressure sealant because they need a a higher gravity or something like that to 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 exist. Like their their yeah, we, their organs need more gravity on them or something like that, so they need like this like high high intensity pressure suits. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because in in the very beginning, we learned that their their suits are the way they are is to keep them from basically just. <laughs> Yeah. Blopping everywhere. Which explains how Callus can just be draping skin on his his robots. Yeah, that's a good yeah, that's a good thing. Because they're, they're just they're just gross skin sack monsters that are being pressure fitted <laughs> into machine armor. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. So what does Callus want? What does Callus want at the end of the day? I don't know. I mean like I think he wants to survive. At the very least, he's He's got a very nihilistic output on everything. He's uh-huh. he's very much just like the world's the universe is ending. I'm just getting drunk and having fun. Like there's right. no point. There's no point in trying. There's no point in working. He's just gonna exist and do whatever the hell he wants. And I think that's kind of his. I guess like over story like the overarching story of him it's just he does not care he he will survive or he will not survive and i don't think he will he doesn't think he will survive but he doesn't care like at the end of the day he just wants to he just wants to live another day more or Mm. less yeah and so the other time when we were on chat you were talking about how there was this idea that the cabal are running around in fallen tech. Yeah, yeah, I gotta find that still. I forgot to look that up. That it, yeah, they, they that's stolen elixir tech, which like yeah. would kind of make sense that they are just going around destroying shit and eating shit. When um, I remember when I found found that type of stuff, it was like, could the cabal be the source of the whirlwind specifically? Like um. When we hear about the whirlwind, its sky fell away, houses turned on each other, etc., etc. And it's like, could the whirlwind actually have been the Leviathan coming and like eating the fallen planet? And there was like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? And there was um, Chelkis, the Kell of Stone, who stood before the Maw, which it's like, it just mm. sounds like it's the Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Maw is a huge mouth. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's crane stuff. All right. So this week, uh, it's just Rhino and I, so we were just going to do a kind of a short show. Uh, not a little a little shorter than our usual because we want everyone to be able to participate in the discussion about Callus and the uh, different powers at B. And um, I feel like this is a, kind of a good spot to call it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think we did good. 
Yeah, I think so too. It sucks only having two of us though. I like having a, a huge back and forth with everyone. That's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. They're missed. Yeah, but they had you know little other things going on. So we'll I think Guardian just, them... just slept in. <laughs> yeah, he might be sick. <laughs> he 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 he's he's got to fucking let me know though. He's got to be like, hey, I'm not feeling good like the night before, and I'll be like, all right, I'll make it work. It's fine. But um, so if uh. If you missed the beginning of the show or if you just want to find us, you can find us at Loose Cannon Show on Twitter, at Loose Cannon Show. It's spelled just like our name here on Twitter, same logo and all that. Uh, the pinned tweet has all our information. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Anchor from Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google, all that stuff. Episodes usually go up uh, a few days after because it takes a minute to for me to edit busy schedule. So that's going to be our show this week. Um, our next episode will be on the 28th, one week after Easter, two weeks from now. And, yep, uh, which we'll have the revelry to talk about a little bit too. So that'll oh, be yeah. good. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. So I think with next week, uh, Baxter will definitely be back on the 28th. Hopefully Guardian will be back. That will be another um, two trials of the ni- Invitations of the Nine Plus the other two that happened uh, previously, like in between. So we'll have a whole string of Trials of the Invitations of the Nine to talk about. We'll talk more about uh, the various powers because that's that's a big that's a big topic we've been going on. Uh, yeah, recently. and it's it's getting really um, interesting. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen next? I'm really excited for uh, Penumbra because I think. I think um, Callus will start to reveal more. Ultimately, Callus, I think, is going to reveal more about what he is, what he knows, where he's been, all that stuff. So that's what I'm really excited for. Same here, man. All right. So then we will see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. See you guys. Bye.